This country was built on a distinctly American work ethic. But today, work is in trouble. We've outsourced most of our manufacturing to other countries. And with that, we sent away good jobs and diminished our capability to make things. American Giant is a clothing company that's pushing back against this tide. They make a variety of high-quality clothing and activewear, like sweatshirts, jeans, dresses, jackets, and so much more. All made right here in the USA, from growing the cotton and adding the final touches. So when you buy American Giant, you create jobs for seamsters, cutters, and factory workers in towns and cities across the United States. And it's about more than an income. Jobs bring pride. Purpose. They stitch people together. If all that sounds good to you, visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with promo code STAPLE20. Welcome back to Too Smart for This. I'm so excited for today's episode featuring the talented Olay Noel. I had such a wonderful time recording this episode, and I think that you will too, especially if you are, like most of our listeners, a very multidimensional person, someone who has big dreams and is going after them, but is also kind of learning how to balance everything, every aspect of life on the way to those big dreams. Olay is really incredible and shares the realities, the tips and tricks that she's used for everything from beauty tips to mindset tips that she learned from going on tour with Monica to how she dealt with the feeling of not knowing which career to pick after coming from an immigrant household. A little bit of background about Olay, okay? So she is from Atlanta, Georgia, and she knew from a young age that she was destined to walk the catwalk and she drew heavy inspiration from Naomi Campbell. And while she was earning her degree from Kennesaw State University, she took a trip to New York City and returned with a modeling contract from the one and only Wilhelmina Models. This is a world-renowned agency. I'm sure you guys may have seen them on America's Next Top Model that has had clients like Naomi Sims, Beverly Johnson, and Whitney Houston. And of course, she faced adversity as a woman of color in the modeling industry, but we talk a little bit about how she overcame that and how she views the representations going on in the industry today. She booked countless projects, including Essence, Cosmopolitan, and L'Officiel. However, she also expanded her repertoire, started her only own clothing and jewelry line with her sister, as well as began her music career. And she's super excited to add singer-songwriter to her resume as she releases her very first single, flowers just in time to celebrate spring. I'm so excited because this song is such an amazing song and it's really like an ode to all of the black women that have come before her. You should see the photography that accompanies this. Go check her out on Instagram because this was such a beautifully executed song, a beautifully executed vision where she does pay homage to Mariah Carey, Beyonce, Janet Jackson, all the women who have come before her. And I think that that is such a beautiful thing about black women is that we are always looking up, looking around and bringing each other up and honoring the people who have brought us up by just being. So I really hope you guys enjoy this episode. Just so you know, there is still a giveaway going on where you can enter to win a too cozy robe 100% for free from me, um, along with a few little PR goodies. If you sign up at the email list in the show notes, I wanted to just sort of give back to you all. I wanted to also get, you know, customer feedback, see how you all like the robe. And so as long as you are signing up for that email list, you will be entered to win a too cozy robe. Every single week, I'll be picking a new winner. So with that being said, let's jump into the episode with Olay Noel. Welcome to the show. I'm so excited to talk to you. Yay, thank you. I'm excited to be here. I'm glad, I'm glad. So per usual, I like to start out with a few rapid fire questions, just so if the audience hasn't heard of you, they can get a little bit of a taste of who you are. So the first is, what is your hometown and where do you live now? My hometown is Decatur, Georgia. Decatur, where is greater? Hey. <laughs> and now I live in Los Angeles. Oh, lovely. How long have you been in LA? Three and a half years. And it has flown by. I like, you know, when you come to a new place, you're like, oh, I'm the new person. I'm the new girl. I'm learning. I'm exploring. Da, 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 da. And I'm like, three and a half years? When did this happen? But most of it was pandemic, so I feel like I'm still, like, I'm going to say a year of actually living my life, um, mm. but three and a half years time-wise, yes. 
Yeah, the pandemic I feel like has stunted us in different ways. So we all deserve like three yeah. years off of our age. Exactly, by all exactly. means. In that, and I'm twenty. I'm twenty at that. I'm twenty one. I right. Yeah. Period. <laughs> what do you like astrology? Are you an astrology girl? Um, that is such an interesting question. I pick and choose when I want to be. If that makes <laughs> sense. I think also because I was premature. I have a. An interesting relationship with like believing which one I'm supposed to be because I was supposed to be born May 23rd so I should have been a Gemini right Mm -hmm. but I have two Gemini sisters so I feel like the universe was like we can't do all of this in one family so they pushed me I was early in March um, March 20th is my birthday so I came two months early and I'm the last day of Pisces so okay. I feel like, okay, guy was like, okay, we got to give some separation between these two. But I, I definitely am a Pisces because I'm like the most emotional being ever and sensitive and just creative and like cloudy, all of that stuff that's associated with it. But I also yeah. feel like I have Gemini tendencies. So I don't I know. Three, Ge- three Gemini sisters would be absolutely insane. Like yeah. I, I am the oldest of eight and we have the last four all of them are born within the same two weeks in April. They're all Tauruses. And I just know they're going to kill my mom when they get older. It's crazy. How old are they now? They are um, 14 and then 10 and then they're twins that are nine. Oh, my God. Yeah. Crazy. That's a lot. That's a lot. I pray, <laughs> I pray for her. I pray for her, too. I don't know how she does it. Um, do you prefer Instagram or TikTok? I prefer TikTok. Because it makes me joyful. Like, I will be up till 2 a.m. cracking up by myself. Like, just having a good old time. Now, I have more followers and engagement on Instagram. That's where I've been the longest. So, like, I'm slightly biased because, like, the coin comes from there. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I should have <laughs> But TikTok is way more fun, for sure. Agreed, agreed. Okay. Do you prefer sweet or savory? Can I choose spicy? You could choose spicy, yes. No one's ever done it before. I love that. Yeah. I am a spicy connoisseur. So my family is from Guyana. I was born and raised in Georgia, but both my parents are from Guyana and South America. If you don't know, it's like part of the Caribbean, but like on South America, the culture is West yes, Indian. my best like friend is from there. Oh, yay. So yeah, I'm like, I've been eating. My mom, I used to suck my thumb, right? So my mom would put scotch bonnet pepper on my thumb to make me not suck my thumb. But really, it just was like adding more reason for me to suck my thumb. So now I have like this obsession with spicy food, hot Cheetos, hot puffs, hot lays, hot fries, anything spicy, all of the Indian, Ethiopian spices. Like I literally just hoard them all. Yeah. The origin story of that is hilarious. Like that is so <laughs> funny. Like I can't with that. Remind, okay, if you want a baby to like spicy food, that's what you can Listen, do. my babies will be doing it because let me tell you, when I'm cooking, I'm cooking <laughs> one meal. One type of meal, I'm not going to make, oh, this is the non-spicy pile. And this is No, if I'm making a meal, everyone's eating spicy, okay? So they're going to have to learn quickly. The breast milk is going to have to be spicy. We're going to figure it I'm out. Good. <laughs> not the breast milk. You didn't... <laughs> I'm not yeah, well. Start young. All right. So obviously you work, you have a lot going on. So what is your most important self-care practice? Being alone. I really like to just be by myself. Um, and I think that when I do that action, it brings me back to my center and then I'm able to do all the other things like make sure my skin is good, make sure I'm taking my vitamins and taking my iron, liquid iron, like I'm supposed to be doing and taking my yoga classes and staying active and like take going on my hikes and stuff like all those little things. If I'm busy and I'm all over the place and talking to everybody else and worry about what everybody else is doing, I kind of like get off track. So my first step with just self care is like solitude and just, yeah. like, bringing it back to myself and reminding myself, like, okay, what can I do to make me better physically, mentally, spiritually, all that? I agree. I feel like, especially post-pandemic, people have been, like, go, 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 be outside. And there's, like, this pressure to constantly be doing something. And when we don't take that time for ourselves, we just, like, I think it can really burn us out a lot faster than we would think. Plus, we're not used to it after our stunted few years right so I agree with you um a solitude is so important I have a very busy week and I'm like so excited for my like Friday night where I don't have to see anybody this week so exactly like you want to go out all week be at work all week and then spend the weekend outside with like a thousand more people I'm good I will be at home 
watching Martin for the hundredth time with my <laughs> bag of chips. And I work out the next day. It's okay. But like, okay. I need that moment. Agreed, agreed. Okay, so I want to switch it up with these rapid fire because I know you're an artist. And so I wanted to know what your fa- who your favorite artist is and like what your favorite album of all time is. Mm. You know, that's funny. I don't actually... Okay, so first of all, let's just be obvious. Beyonce is my favorite artist. Um, she always has been. My first dog's name was Beyonce. My second dog's name was Sasha Fierce. Like, it is a family affair. We're obsessed. Like, it is, it is what it is. Number one fan from day one. It's not... I'm not new to this. I'm true to this. Period. We're not going to go into that. Um, <laughs> but I don't, we can talk I don't about I Beyonce have... for a while. Say it again? We can talk about Beyonce for the whole hour, honestly. We, we really could. We could talk about these Renaissance tickets and how I'm going to need somebody's son to make sure that this happens for me in like three cities but you know that's not here nor there as far as albums go i don't have a specific album i mean i do love crazy in love because it just reminds me of a time Mm -hmm. but i I just love i love it all and i also love renaissance because it's so unique and when i first heard it everybody was like what is this we don't understand and that those pieces are always my favorite because it's like just stay open you know calm down it's not supposed to be what you've already heard. That's kind of the point of being an artist. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, she reinvented it and killed she it. So she like, always does. I mean, I went to Renaissance in London like two weeks ago to the tour. <laughs> and I like, I cried. Like it's just, she's just really everything. And like, I can't sing, dance, act, any of it. But it's like, I still get so much inspiration from her. And it's like, she oh, just is... artist of our generation love her absolutely absolutely and she has earned it she's worked literally her whole life so we give her all of her flowers so speaking of that i want to hear about your career trajectory like did you always know you wanted to do all these different things that you do or like just walk me through it and then i want to hear how you are now it's been seeds that have been planted over time um, I grew up in Georgia, so I grew up in the church naturally, and we're always singing, we're always dancing, we're always just being creative, and both my older sisters sing as well. So they were singing in school, they were singing in church. I was actually, while they were singing, I was actually doing liturgical dance, like the praise and worship dancing. But then when I got older, I got into choir in high school and college, and yeah, it's always been a part of my life. So I actually was modeling at the time and got an opportunity to be in a girl group, and I was always singing, and this person, this lady knew, she was like, a part of the management of this group and she had known that I like to sing so she was like oh I have an opportunity for you at the time I was living in New York but I was visiting LA and she was like oh we want you to audition so I was like auditioning through FaceTime and to see if they wanted to like meet me in person um and then I got the part moved flew to Georgia which is where I'm from so we ended up the, the group was actually based out of Atlanta it was like a TLC vibe two singers and one rapper so I did that we went on tour with Monica for November and December, like 22 different cities in the U.S. And it was a beautiful, beautiful experience. Um, it didn't end up working out. So after that, I kind of like moved back to New York and continued modeling. But was still like in the studio, you know, connecting with producers and everybody. But ultimately, that's the reason I moved to L.A. was because I knew that well, a lot of times when we were recording, we would record in L.A. So I was like, OK, let me this is where the music is. As much as I want to be home with my family in L.A., I can do my music, I can model and I can also still like run my business and everything. And be in the sunshine that we seem to be lacking right now, but it's okay. But yeah, that's kind of the trajectory of it. So as a solo artist, this is my first time pursuing it solo. Wow. Uh, I feel like of what the question that first came to mind for me was, I feel like auditioning for things or putting yourself out there for things is something a lot of women struggle with. So I'm curious, like, how do you get yourself hyped up and like ready to do things like that? Just step out of your own way because I feel like naturally, like the first, the first thing you feel is like anxiety or fear or all the reasons you can't do it. Even if you know, like, oh, I want to do this. Maybe you say you want to do it first. That's the first thought, and then after that, it's like all of these things that are like block, 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 and it's like just breathe and take like one thing at a time. And get out of your own way because women, like, we beat ourselves up. Society beats our, beats us up. Like, just, you got to just search. Oh, so I can't say that. But, you know, you just got to say, <laughs> forget them sometimes and 
you know, do what you got to do for you because you only get one of these lives. And if you don't make the most of it, then who's going to be mad? Precisely. Precisely. I think that's it. <laughs> okay. So you are very multidimensional. You mentioned you have this singing career, modeling, and your own business. So how do you, do you, did you ever feel like you struggled or you had a lot of pressure on you to choose one career path? And if so, how did you manage that? Absolutely. Um, you know, I was raised in a Caribbean household. So like even being an artist in any capacity is kind of like, what are you talking about? We go to school, we go to college, we get our master's, we have a skill set. We do that forever and ever. And that's what it is. Um, so even just coming from a creative household like this is a surprise in itself. But my mom has always been super supportive. And my sister's also like, she's an actress and a singer and a makeup artist. Like we all are just multifaceted naturally. And over the years have just been nurturing it and, and allowing it to grow so was there ever like a moment where you struggled where you were like oh, I need to lose more yeah yes yes yeah because I was in college for two years and I was doing business management dropped out of that because I wanted to model but with modeling you know we all know aside from like the Naomi Campbell's and like the supermodels it's a, a space and time that you do that that you're able to do that that people like ex- you know expect you to look a certain way be at a certain age, be a certain size to be able to do that kind of career. So in the back of my mind, I was kind of like, okay, like this is what I love. I want to do it. I wish I could do it forever. Um, but like, I got to start putting some other things out here because, you know, it's limited. It's opened up a lot more as of the past few years when it comes to age and size and all sorts of things. So that's beautiful. But yeah, I definitely felt like I had to like, okay, what is it going to be? What are you going to do for the rest of your life? Um, and I've always been into entrepreneurship. So my dad was a businessman and he kind of like instilled that in me a little bit. So I always wanted to have my own business. I didn't know what it was going to be in, but I have like an accessory clothing brand. And that came from just like, you know, wanting to build a foundation of like some security and control like that. Something that I love, but I can control like, okay, if I do this X, Y, and Z, it'll equal this. And and kind of just like build from there. But yeah, I, I feel the pressure, but I also just ignore it because it's like, who who's like who says and nobody is doing one thing like even if you have a career in a certain you know and that's like the main source of income we all have different hobbies we have you know we all have different things that we love to do and enjoy so like why not make all of them streams of income because that's how you get rich anyway so (laughs) exactly I like that and I think it's really cool that you had one like a great role model with your dad being a businessman but to like the support from your family, um, even though it was like scary. So I feel like having that support, no matter what you decide to do, is always so like liberating. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yeah. No, my dad didn't like actually like raise me. Like just to be clear, you know. <laughs> yes, that can be messy. But like he is a businessman, so like I was aware of that and admired that. But my mother definitely was like the the upbringing came from her, the strength and like the will, the just hard work, determination, everything is like. Mama's a G, so kind of. It kinda sounds like you've got a lot of like really strong women around you. Absolutely, even my pastor. And I don't think about these things until like after I'm already a woman. But like having those kind of role models growing up made the biggest difference. Like growing up in the church, my pastor, Dr. Cynthia L. Hale of Ray of Hope Christian Church, Decatur, Georgia. She, you know, is a big role model in my life. And my dance coaches in in school and in church, all women all beautiful, strong, intelligent women. So seeing that is, is yeah, you can't see it. You can't beat it if you can't see it. Exactly. And so you had that in your like immediate life, which is wonderful. But I know that being an artist, you're looking up to celebrities as well. Were there other women in the industry that kind of have inspired you, whether it's in modeling or through your entrepreneurship ventures that have sort of helped you? You're like, I want to be like that. Absolutely. Um, Even being on tour with Monica definitely gave me a new insight because I had grown up and like, you know, hung out with Dallas Austin's children and stuff and kind of like hung out with them and was able to see her from a super, super young age. Um, And of course, being in Georgia, you hear Monica all over the place at the skating rinks and everywhere. Um, So being able to see her actually do her vocal warm ups and like her process and performing and like killing it every single night. It was just beautiful to like witness that up close and, and super inspiring to just like know the hard work that goes into it. It's not just, oh, you get up on stage and hope it all goes well. It's hours and days and weeks and months put into it to perfect it. So yeah, I would definitely say Monica, Brandy, Sade, Tony Braxton, Whitney Houston, my girl. Yeah, there's so many. I really like, I have 
even the men like I love Usher I grew up listening to him also being from Atlanta like his mm. voice is amazing his dancing is on point like just Bruno Mars I love yeah so oh, many I love, I love everyone you mentioned I feel like it's, it's great <laughs> it's, I feel like you can get inspiration but I think that point about the hard work is actually really important to make because we don't really see like the vocal warm-ups even you know like in the business of music, is there anything that like really surprised you as something that you didn't expect you'd have to like do or put work into, but happened to be really important? Oh my God. I learned something new literally every day because when I was doing it as a group, it was very curated. There was already management and label in place. So everything was kind of like you show up, you know, you do your media training, you do your vocal lessons and work out and stay fit and go to the studio and like that's your job but doing it as a solo artist independent artist I'm like every little thing you could think of is like everything like every little detail like I'm trying to come out with my next song now and I'm like okay I need this 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 am I gonna do this this time I need to have the TikTok content and the Instagram content and the video and make sure like the song itself is done properly and finished and mixed and mastered and like it's just a billion things for just one song <laughs> that yeah and then after that you know you need more music so it's like while I'm trying to release this one I'm trying to get in the studio and connect with writers and producers and create the next thing and build the body of work so it's, it's definitely um I, I mean it's something new every single day literally that is so crazy I feel like the it's kind of like entrepreneurship but for the product is just not like a physical thing you know right Literally, it is, and a lot of, and that's one thing I always say. I these three things that I do, I always say. Me and Nique modeling and music are like my three M's because me and Nique is named my brand, mm -hmm. and those are like the the three things that I kind of pour into on a daily basis. They all kind of feed into each other one way or the other. Because even for my brand, I have to create content. I have to be aware of the trending sounds and this, that, and third. But then I can also like use my own sound on you know my brand and kind of just like intertwine the marketing. Like it's they all kind of feed into each other in one way or the other. Even like for modeling, like I know a lot of stuff about lighting and camera, video, like all those things that can help me as an artist as well. I can set up my own little, you know, TikTok videos or whatever to promote the song and do covers and whatnot. So it's, it's, it's yeah, they, they feed each other, which I'm thankful for, but it's yeah. still a lot of work. <laughs> 100%. So I love giving like t time management tips or like I also, it doesn't have to be time management, but I really like hearing like how people structure their days because in entrepreneurship, I had, I worked full time in big tech until like four months ago. And so doing everything on my own has like been stressful. So I'm like, how do you structure your days or are they never structured? Like, how do you approach things? They are very, I'm not going to say spontaneous, but they're different literally every single day. So it's hard for me to structure. I structure certain things. So I have to work out. If I'm if I'm going to work out that day, it has to happen between 5 a.m. and 8 a.m. or it's just not going to happen. <laughs> Unless I'm doing it socially with like my friends. They're like, I'm not waking up at 6. You can miss me with that. And then I probably have to like go for a hike at like 11 or noon. But I just try to have that at the beginning of my day because if I don't do it, it's not going to happen. Um, and then as far as like balancing the three things, I'll, you know, studio usually happens in the evening or at night. I leave that time for music when it's like quiet around, there's no interruptions. I can kind of just stay in my zone. And then in the daytime, I'm like shipping orders and, and posting on Instagram and TikTok for my brand and trying to push it more. Um, and I also have like an Amazon store with my brand as well. So I like bagging up stuff. Like it's a, it's a whole thing. But yeah, I think every day is different for sure. But I have my notepad. Listen, I got my little book right here. I got my little book right here. <laughs> my little planner. I got my Google Calendar. My little Alexa notifications. Like, yeah. I, oh my I, God, I, I use those. Yeah. And I use those so much. They're so helpful, the notifications. Very, very helpful. Even them just like popping up on the screen. I spend most of my time in like my little living room. And yeah, like it'll come up and say, oh, you have a meeting in 30 minutes. You know, I mean, I never really forget because I check my calendar the night before anyways. This all, I like that you prioritize that like working out. Is there any other like mental health or physical health things that like you have to do every day? Um, I've been obsessed with coffee lately. I know it's probably not like a mental health thing, but like, I used to be someone who's like, 
Okay, it's agreed. Coffee is mental health. And I never, I did it from like being on set and everybody's ordering Starbucks. Okay, I'll have a Starbucks. But like, I wasn't really about that life because it didn't do anything to me. It was just like a sweet treat. I would just fill it with caramel and like, it would, that would be the joy of it. But now I have this little coffee machine and like, I guess the little K-Pods are stronger than normal, like regular Starbucks coffee. Or maybe I was just doing Starbucks wrong. I don't know. But since I've been doing these, I like, I'm up <laughs> for like 10 hours straight with a different kind of energy. Cause you'll be up, but you'll kind of be like, yeah. going on with the day. But this, I'm like, I feel yep. like I'm on something else, you know? So yeah, I've been very much into my coffee lately and I'm getting my little caramel pump so I can make it like Starbucks. I have my little ice. I made the coffee yesterday and then I put it in the refrigerator Ooh, so that it could smart. cool for when I make my iced coffee. So I'm learning and I'm growing. But yeah, that's one thing that I do. I always keep flowers. I know that's like, that could yeah. be mental health. Mm -hmm. Just having beautiful things around me and yeah. like nurturing my little plant and my flowers and my humidifier with like oh, the mist and Humidifiers are so underrated. They are so necessary. Yes. They're very necessary, especially in LA because it's so dry here. Like you should have it on all the time. And I can tell because if I leave it on for a couple hours, I can see it being misty, like a rainforest in here. You know, it's working. It's crazy. Nice. And you need that for your skin. And also if you have lash extensions, it helps them stay on longer, which is crazy. Oh, I've never known that. Yeah. I've never done lash extensions. Yeah, I do them. I literally am obsessed because I feel like I look crazy without them now. So I, well, once you have them and then you don't, you're going to be like, what happened? Yeah. So that makes sense. So are, do you, are in LA, do you feel like you have a good like support system? Do you have lots of like connections out there? I know you said you moved away from your family. So what's that like? Yeah, I would, another thing that I was going to say when you, said, when you mentioned mental health was my community and my girlfriends. Yeah, because most of us aren't from here. Actually, I don't think any of us are from here. So yeah, we're all from somewhere else. We're all away from our family. And it gets lonely, you know? So we, we have a good system of like going out or even if we just grab lunch or coffee or something or do a workout together just to catch up and kind of like ground each other and, you know, help where we can, give, you know, give it just people to confide in and and love on is pretty much, you know, what we do. We'll have little dinners and cook stuff together and like just just hang out and chill. So that's always fun. 100%. I feel like sometimes you can be in like a huge funk and then you realize like all you needed was to like be with your girlfriends for like two hours and you'll be okay. Literally. Literally. And I have, I have uh, you know, a, a male friend, boyfriend, ex-boyfriend situation happening here. But he's like... <laughs> been my friend for such a long time I adore him and love him so like you know that's my support system too I can't I can't disclude him because he definitely comes through <laughs> I feel like having a little situation is great for writing music but that's oh my god listen I've had more than enough of situations to write about but um you know that's the joy of life experience and learning it really is <laughs> Oh my God. And I guess I was curious about this earlier, not to backtrack, but when you said that the group that you were in didn't work out, were you really like crushed by that? Or was the, how did you make that pivot where you were like, okay, I'm going to focus on myself. Like, was it hard for you? Oh my God. Um, so I was the reason because I left first. Um, <laughs> so that's I've done that before. So. Yeah. Hey, listen, when it's no longer serving you, you have to, you know, it, it People don't expect, and I think because I'm also very quiet and well, normally not here, but like normally I'm like in a group setting, I'm the most reserved one. So I feel like people don't expect things, I guess. So it was like, oh my God, she wants to leave, da da da. But you know, it it served its purpose at that time in my life. And yeah, it just, it just it had to end and nobody else was going to do it. So I had to do it. I wasn't like, I didn't have the luxury of wasting time. Like I needed to support myself and you know move on move forward move up you know so it was like okay this has been cool thanks so much for the experience but it's just the chapter needed to end and yeah um it was definitely scary I was terrified I can't even remember the last time I've been more terrified just from like the awareness of this is not just about my life this is disturbing this person and this person and this you know this now cannot move forward which is affecting people that I care about people that I've 
been glued at the hip to for two years, you know, like spent every second eating, eating, working out everything that we do, we did together. Um, so it was really hard to break away from that. But hey, I'm still here. So it's okay. <laughs> I feel like making those choices for yourself was do you feel like you just like knew and you were like, I'm just gonna do this? Or do you feel like you had to be pushed in a way like past your comfort zone? I, I definitely had to be pushed just to get to that point of like, okay, it's only going to happen if you do it. Cause I'm very non-confrontational. Like I'll do anything in my power to avoid any kind of conflicts. I don't know how that happened in life, but like, that's very much who I am. So I'm like, oh, I don't want to step on anybody's toes. I don't want anybody to be mad at me. <laughs> like girl, you're a grown woman. Okay. Sometimes you just gotta be a little, a little tough, a little yeah. mean, a little checking people and putting them in their place or just, detaching yourself from the situation entirely without an explanation and they'll figure it out like it is it is what it is people are people come and go people are here for seasons and then they leave and you know it, it's just that's life so it's not the first time it's gonna happen and may not be the last time but yeah I learned a lot and I had fun I did there weren't you know if nothing is perfect but like I definitely had a, a one of a lifetime chance to open up for Monica someone I've you know looked up to my entire life grew up listening to so that in itself was like, I, I couldn't ask for more from that situation. Totally. And I agree with you. Like, I've had a similar situation where it's like, I got it. I got, I know this isn't serving me, but I don't know what's going to happen next, honestly, because I don't want anyone to be mad at me. But at, at the same time, like, when you know, you know, and it's never as bad as you think it's going to be. Like, the best case scenario is like, you were showing up for yourself. And whenever you're doing that, like, nothing can really go wrong. You know, it's like always happens how it's supposed to. Exactly. And I think um, I was on TikTok yesterday and, um, you know, Jay Shetty. That, yes, I love Jay Shetty. And they had some herbal. Yeah. So he was saying <laughs> something about how you know something is good for you is once you do it you feel good about it. Like once it's completed, you feel good. And if it's bad for you when you're doing it, I'm probably messing this up. <laughs> I'm gonna have to send you this TikTok later. It's like, I think it's that once you're doing it, you feel bad after. Like you feel good in the moment, but then you feel bad after when it's bad for you. And then when it's good for you, you, you might feel bad while you're doing it, whether it's like working out or something, it might be hard to get through, but once you're done, you feel better that you, you're happy that you did that, you know? So I feel like that was one of those situations where like, I was in it. It was cool, but it was like this weight on my shoulders. And I was like, okay, you have to do this for yourself. Like you said, I, I sometimes you just got to do, do for yourself because that's what you're all you got. And yeah, once that was done, it was like, I literally had never felt lighter, like free and, and like, okay, that was what I was supposed to do. That was, that was the, the very not validation. That was the, the, uh, I think it is validation that you need it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Someone okay. <laughs> will correct us if it's not. Yeah. Right. I'm like I'm thinking of these V words. It's not verification. Yeah. Oh yes. Okay. It's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I love that, and I support it too. I feel like that when you when we're young and think about our careers, we get like so obsessed with timelines, and once you become an adult, you realize like. It's just a series of lessons. Literally. Especially coming from the modeling industry because you're like, I gotta get this by the time I'm 15. And it's like, girl, you don't know nothing. Like, Literally. learn your season one, two, threes. Calm down. Take it one step at a time. Be consistent. And you'll get to where you want to be. And it's not going to be when she got there. But when you thought you were supposed to get there, the time you thought, like, just chill. Mm -hmm. And continue to work. I feel like that's an interesting way to grow up too with doing modeling because I do feel like most people who are models grow up really fast. Did you have that experience? Uh, I think I just grew up fast from like coming from a single parent home, like just <laughs> my mama don't play no games. So like I was sheltered to some degree because being in a house full of women, my mom was like, had to be super strict just for like our own safety and, you know, well-being. But you know, you, you can't be everywhere with your kids. They gonna have, they have to turn up at some point I moved to New York when I was like 19 so yeah I had no money I was like living in an abandoned building for a few months like it, just in New York will make you grow up you you can stay there for a year and like fucking it out for real for real like yeah it, it was it was the quickest 
series of lessons. And I'm so happy that I went to New York first because I think that being there for like six years on and off, my mentality, my hustle, like everything is just a bit different than normal people in LA because it's just slower here, you know? So it's not for the same like hunger that I feel like people in New York have, especially when you come there and you come into such a, co a competitive market where every baddie from every part of the world literally is here to do the same thing, you know? So it's like, what is going to separate you? What is the reason that, you know, people would pick you over this other person? So it's like, you gotta, you gotta hustle. You gotta figure it out. But everything happens that's supposed to happen. Exactly. And so being a model in New York and at the, I guess you were saying, I mean, I do feel like the inclusivity has expanded, but kind of just like recently in the past few years, were you mm -hmm. struggling with being a black model while you were in New York or like, how did, did how did that like influence your career out here? Yeah, it, it definitely has changed over the past years. And even it's like changed, but then it also kind of hasn't for a lot of brands. And of course we praise the ones that are consistent, but I mm -hmm. feel like there definitely was an influx of like, oh, let's gather up all of these people of color and these, you know, different sizes and all of this stuff. And then it was cute for a year and a half. And then now it's trickling back to, you know, what it was before. So, yeah, I, I would appreciate consistency, but I am happy that it's gotten to a point of just an awareness for these brands to have and understanding that like, this matters, like this is the difference that it's making when you see these little black girls who are seeing Holly and, and Little Mermaid and they're like, oh my God, I wanna be her, oh, I have a jacket with a black girl or a Barbie. Like those things make a difference because I remember being a little girl and seeing everybody else but me. <laughs> I'm like, okay, like you try to imagine, you kind of imagine, but when you don't have to, when you can see it, it makes it all that more real. So it's, it's super important and just hope that we like continue to do that but it was it was definitely a struggle yeah there's definitely like okay you're the token black model for this show or for this whatever it is like you'll be like the only black girl there you know that happens very often still happens today but like I said it's gotten better so totally I mean but it's still it makes you sort of like in the same vein like grow up fast but it's it's tough to experience that and sort of feel like alone in that industry it's a unique experience. yeah I definitely have had clients be like oh, yeah I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not gonna get into that part but yeah yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah it's, it's 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 a definitely a thing yeah that's why we just have to stick together because it's mm -hmm. it's when that's why when even with me having my own brand I cater me and Nick to women of color and I highlight the you know the darker skinned black women who aren't necessarily the token of like oh this is beauty this is the standard of beauty that was something I was, I've, since I was a little girl, I was like, why are people sleeping on these beautiful Darkskin women? Like literally I have, I can remember having that thought in elementary school and seeing this girl, her name was like Nicole, I can't remember her last name, but she was so beautiful and chocolate, gorgeous. And the guys are just like sleeping on her. I was like, she is so stunning. And I've always had that thought growing up. And I was like, I just don't, I just don't get what people are missing. But that's why now it's like, okay, I have that awareness. So how can I do my part and pushing that forward and, and making it the forefront of my brand. So that's, you know, I try to do my part and that's, you know, one way that I do. Exactly. And I think that a theme that we've had on this show, whenever I talk to other black women is that we really do lift each other up. And I feel like most of our, I guess, like success a lot of times, like is because a black girl was looking out for you. And so I think that that's a really beautiful thing as well and just recognizing that this community is so important so final thing on community I wanted to ask how because I get this question at least weekly how did you go about making friends in a new city obviously you moved a couple of times but a lot of young women struggle with this especially post pandemic so if you have any like tangible tips or like things you did I'd love to hear them I was a recruiter in New York for Abercrombie & Fish when I first moved there. Ooh. And I'm very much, like, I'm not, I have to warm up to people. So, like, in school, I've always had a personality, but you wouldn't see it until, like, three months into the semester. Because, like, I just don't. I'm very reserved when it comes to strangers. Um, but being a recruiter in New York forced me to walk up to people. Because I don't know if you know, but Abercrombie has, like, their, or they, I don't know if they still do it, but... Their sales associate team is like models. Like it's mm -hmm. not just like regular people. They're they're you know strikingly good looking people <laughs> that have to be 
searched for essentially. So I was basically on the search squad of like finding the sales associate models and stuff. So I had to walk up to random people in the street all day and make them feel comfortable and make give them a reason to talk to me. Obviously I had a job offer, so like that's one reason to talk to me. But um, a lot of times, even as a woman, guys would be like, you know, like if you're, if they feel like in New York, because they're getting harassed constantly being in Times Square, being anywhere, like it's always like, oh, here, take my CD, oh, here's a flyer. So you kind of have to have like a, a border of seriousness so people leave you alone. But I had to learn how to like make people feel like I'm not threatening, like, hi guys, it's just yeah. me, I'd love to talk to you. You know, like, <laughs> not like that, but uh, we're less annoying. But yeah, it was, it, that definitely got me out of my comfort, uh, comfort zone. So I think just pushing yourself and getting uncomfortable talking to someone when even like working out I used to go to a gym and just go to that gym every single day and you know I had my community of people there and community of trainers which was cool but now I'm on class pass which is like a place where you can go to different studios every day with the credits that you have and even in that it's like every time I go to a different studio there's a room full of new girls that I don't know so it's like okay instead of grabbing your bag and running to your car to go home, like talk to somebody. It doesn't have to be anything serious, but like just strike up a conversation, be friendly. Like it's not going to kill you, I promise you. Um, and I actually met another Guyanese girl when I went to a Pilates class and she was, yeah, like I, I didn't talk to her. We were, we were just paying for our meters and I like asked her a question and then we ended up walking the class together. And then, yeah, That's I just, I was like, what are you? And then she's like, I was like, oh my God, too and she was like no way so then we exchanged information and like you know hung out and and another girl yeah like it's just it's been a thing and if I didn't go to class pass or you know push myself to talk to a stranger then these things wouldn't have happened I just went to the park on Friday with two girlfriends that I met through class pass and we had a nice little jazz picnic concert social thing and it was so much fun so yeah I would just suggest yeah being being the initiator don't wait for it to happen to you be like hey she looks cool I think we would have some things in common let me talk to her and just say hi it's okay yeah and I love that you said you were doing it like at class pass because I think that people underestimate like just do the things that work for you that you need to get done like you wanted to go to a new workout class and like there's tons of people to meet there and like usually if you're doing it you're going to meet people with similar interests too you know exactly class pass or a running club or a pottery class like it all makes sense to do exactly you're not gonna meet them at home and listen I love my home so so much I could stay here all day every day let me tell you Mm. but this is limiting so even if you just go to the coffee shop just to get out of the house and put yourself in an environment to be able to meet other people that's the first step but you have to you have to take the first step sis you gotta do it (laughs) precisely precisely Okay, this has been so much fun, and I love the class pass rec. I need to get started on it, but you are so gorgeous, and obviously all these experiences in modeling and stuff. Do you have any beauty hacks for us that you're like, I love doing this with my hair or my nails or my brows or something that you're like upset or your current beauty like obsessions? Hmm. Okay, so my favorite thing right now and has been for years is Osea. I've just I saw that that Tell me. Yeah. It is the body algae oil. Mm. It's like the greenish, yellowish color oil. I hoard this oil like it is the water that I drink every day. Like I I I love it. I've the first time I used it, I loved it and I just keep it. Honestly, you know, I'm kind of obsessed with every moisturizer. Yeah. Um, not every brand, but like moisturizing in general. Like when it comes to my lips, I'm I was a little girl walking around with the little roll-on lip gloss. Like I've always had something in my purse or my pocket to hydrate my lips. That is before I go to, there's never a moment my lips aren't hydrated, period. Whether I'm working out, whether I'm, it doesn't matter. It's always that. Shea butters. I do like the whipped shea butters with like the essential oils inside of them. There's a black owned business that I, I think her name was like Zuri or something or Zuri. Mm -hmm. It like, she has a bunch of different scents and they smell so good. So like, Moisturizing in general, body, face, hair, everything needs to be moisturized at all times. I love so that. I my number one beauty hack. I'm about to order the body oil you convinced me because I've been seeing it. People have been posting about it, but 
I'm like, I have so many, I, I'm the same way. I'm like, I have so many moisturizers. I don't want to add another one, but I'll do it. It's worth it. And it smells really good. And you can also add it to the current moisturizer you use. Like you can mix mm. them together. You don't just have to. It depends on like the day. If it's, if it's, if I know I'm going to go work out or if it's like already super hot and sunny and I don't want to be super like coated in things, then I'll just use the body oil by itself. But if I want like a double moisturizer, if I know I'm going to be out for a long time and I might get a little ashy later, I'll apply more of the lotion and the, uh, oh, ooh, and their face cream. Their advanced, mm-hmm. I forget the full name of it, but I have a bottle in their bathroom, but that, that face cream is really, really good as well. And Lineage. Lineage? Oh, I know what you're talking about. I love them. I love them. Yeah. Their lip, the pink, like, the mask, yeah. What is it? It's the, the oh, is it, is it a mask? Yeah, it's called a mask, but it's really just really moisturizing. It's so good. It is so good. So yeah, I would say like that's those are yeah the little lip, the lip, lip butter balm mask thing. Very good product. Osea, the oil and the face cream. I also like Glow Skin Beauty. No, not many people know about them, but they had this at home peel that they started during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. I'm about to put you one. I'm about to change your life for real. For real. They have different levels. I think they have like three levels. So I will start off at one. But you can do it at home. You could also, it's really enough product to do with a friend. Don't tell them I told you that. But I feel like you should do it with a friend just to maximize off of it. And you might look crazy depending on your skin type. I have sensitive skin. So, like, I might get, like, a reaction to it for a couple days. That's just me. My boyfriend did it and he was completely fine. And But, like, I'll look crazy for a couple days. But then when I reveal, it is butter smooth, like... I look like a glass doll. Like it's just the skin wow. is tight. It's 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 good. Okay, well, it's good. So get all that hyperpigmentation away and yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. thank God. Okay, I'm so excited because that's <laughs> what I deal with the most. Is like I have, I have like one acne scar that like refuses to go anywhere for like months. So I might have to try that out. Thank you for being so specific and putting the girls on because we needed this. I appreciate it. We're not gatekeeping, okay? We all want to be better. And the brands that are doing their thing, why not, like, free promo? Because I would want the same thing. If somebody takes something from my brand and they're like, yo, these earrings are hot, let me tell you, you know, like, why not? Why not not put put this this on if she did her job well? Everybody deserves some love. So I like to end my show with two questions that I ask everybody. So the first is, are there any books, resources, or podcasts that you feel like have really like changed your mindset and helped you become who you are? Hmm, that's a good question. I think one book that I've read, actually I read it a few years ago, is 10X by Grant Cardone. Oh yes, I've and- heard that. It is a really, I listen to the audio. I'm not going to sit down and read a book. I just know myself. I learn better through hearing. So I was like playing it in the car, listening to it when I'm cleaning up, whatever. And having that mindset going into anything, like it lives in me. And I haven't, like I said, I haven't read the book or listened to the book in, in years. But I always think about like the things that were said and like the habits that you form and and just like whatever you think that you can do, like try to up yourself because that's how you get better, push past what you currently are at, you know? Um, so I love that book. I highly recommend it. I can't think That's of anything. a great recommendation. I feel like I I wouldn't have like, because it, it, I wouldn't have picked it up, but now that you've recommended it, I'll add it to my audiobooks. I love an audiobook. Yeah. And I think the audio is it, it's different. It hits different, you know? Like hearing somebody say it to you it is like a, a, a deeper level of, of like absorbing it, I guess you mm. could say. Like it just hits Definitely when you can hear someone's voice and their intention behind what they're saying. And he, he not playing with y'all. So I feel like you need to hear him say what he's saying so that it could penetrate. But yeah, it's a really, it's a really good audiobook. Love it. Love it. Okay. The last question I like to ask is finish the following sentence with something that you want other people, young women, perhaps to know. You are too smart for wasting time. I love that. Not that you can't rest because I do want people to give themselves grace. And I think people like to work too hard, to be honest, sometimes. So I I do think it's a balance. But I think the biggest difference is the intention and consistently having an intention 
every single day, every single moment before you, even when I'm walking to my workout class, it's like, okay, why did I come here today? Why did I get out of bed at six o'clock in the morning when, let me tell you, my body did not want me to, <laughs> she hit this news button three, four times, but she showed up. So like, why did you get here? You came here to get stronger, to build the muscles that you're trying to get to show through the fat that you got, you know, like that, <laughs> you're trying to be stronger than you were yesterday. You're trying to take care of yourself. You're trying to make sure your heart is, is healthy and strong and like in everything that you do, kind of reminding yourself before you even start. It's kind of like a meditation, I guess. But yeah, just like centering yourself and reminding yourself what, why you're doing this. What do you want from it? And that'll kind of like bring you back and remind you as you're doing it. It'll motivate you even when you're about to give up. It's like, okay, well, you know, having that on the forefront of your mind will push you just a little bit more to get you to be better, to be stronger, to be smarter, whatever it is, to be more skilled at whatever you do. You know, don't be afraid to play. Absolutely. I really like how you phrase that. And intention has been my like goal of the year. So I feel that and it resonates a lot. So where can everyone find you? Where can everyone shop from your brand? Put us on. We want to, where can everyone stalk you really? Yes, stalk me, DM me, comment, whatever you want to do. I see pretty much everything except for maybe Twitter. I'm not that active on there. But TikTok, yes. Instagram, yes. Um, they're all Olayna Well. That's O-L-A-Y-N-O-E-L. And yeah, that's where you can find me. My brand is Neonique. It's M-I-A-N-I-K on TikTok and Instagram as well. So yeah, check out the brand, Munich.com, if you want some fly jewelry and some purses and some clothing. Like, you know, what's the next holiday coming up? This summer, you know, I have this Isla top, this Isla shirt. It's like a, a puffy, how do I, it's like a sheer cover-up, but I also yeah. wear it as a regular shirt. And it has really long, like, beautiful sleeves. And we actually went viral on TikTok last year. Oh and gosh. it's a beautiful, like, golden green color. I also have it in white and purple, but the golden green color is, like, it's just on our skin. It just does something different, so... Yeah, if you guys want to shop your summer essentials, I have some cute, sexy stuff. So I'm gonna go right now. Like, <laughs> I have a bunch of vacations coming up, and I like need. Yeah. Oh my god, where are you going? I'm going to Tulum next week, and then to Martha's Vineyard after that, oh and then there's so much. Right. I'm excited, but yeah, it'll be a good time. I love that. I've never been to Martha's Vineyard. That's been on the to-do list for a while, but I've heard. Me neither. I've never been. So I'm like, I'm curious what it's going to be like. Oh, have fun. And let me know if you need a discount code. I got you. If y'all need a discount code, ladies, let me know. DM me. When it comes out and we'll leave it in the show notes. We'll do a discount. Oh, perfect. That's perfect. I love it. Amazing. Well, this was wonderful. Thank you for coming on. Of course. Thank you for having me.